Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So if I'm saying to God, God, I need a decision here, and you better answer like this right here. It ain't happening. You're not going to hear him. And don't blame God. It's because you wouldn't submit to his will. And the reason you don't submit to his will is you don't think his will is better for you than your will. That's a mistake about knowing your shepherd. Remember, he's all-knowing. I'm not. So get quiet. Ask and expect. And then up front, just say to God, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. One of the hard things about being a Christ follower is the whole faith thing. God asks us to believe in things that happen before we see the evidence of them. That's the opposite of how the natural man thinks and operates. Pastor Mark is reminding us of this contradiction because it works the same way with hearing direction from God. We have to trust God that he will give us an answer and that whatever the answer is, that it will turn out for our best. That's a really tough attitude to embrace But the rewards of obedience to God far outweigh the fears we might have. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called How to Listen to God. say it kindly. If the only time you hear God speaking is here, what a disaster for your life. And remember the number one way God speaks to us? (laughs) If this is the only time you hear this or open it, when you leave here, you put the Bible back in the little rack, you've learned to get it so you don't have to raise your hand so you think you look really good. You never fool God. And you haven't fooled me. I got your picture. Every one of you that take that every campus. That's the person there we need to pray for. Put them on the prayer list. But I'm not making fun. I'm trying to say to you, if this isn't part of your everyday life, this is the number of way we hear God, then you're in trouble. So I want to show you this morning from people just like you and people just like me. I want you to see how God speaks to us. So listen to this. It's not like. Weird, this is normal. Pastor Mark, I was shopping at Target. That's normal. I was shopping at Target, the children's section for our two girls. I bought clothes for our two-year-old and our four-year-old. That morning, my husband and I were praying after reading Psalms for God to speak to us during the day. And coming home, I drove by a hard-working lawn crew, somebody out doing the lawns. And the Holy Spirit gently spoke to me. So she's driving home, got all the car, got all the stuff, got all the stuff in the back. Kids are there. Go and give your clothes you just bought for your girls to the man on the lawnmower. Now, what would you say to that? Satan, get behind me. I don't hear you. I'm not interested in hearing you. What would you say? 
Well, let me tell you what she said, and don't laugh. She said, my immediate reaction was, but God, I just got a great deal on the clothes. No way. Now, don't laugh. What's the first thing going through your mind? Let me go to the Salvation Army. I'm going to pick a couple things up there. Well, listen. As I pulled in the driveway, the Holy Spirit spoke again. Now, this is a great time for another illustration. Sometimes I don't hear God clearly. You won't either, because nobody hears God perfectly. When I think God said this, and I'm confused, and one of the things I do is I will say to God, God, speak to me again. Speak to me again. And if it's God, he'll speak to you what? Again. So don't be embarrassed about that. We don't all hear God. Sometimes we go, well, that, that can't be really you, God. She's thinking, that can't be God. I'm not, I know this can't be God. And she's not even praying for him to speak. But he's going to speak again. Because he wants us to do things right. So she says, as I drove in my driveway, she's trying to like get in the house. Can't hear anything else. <laughs> the Holy Spirit spoke again. Here's what he said to her. This is her email to me. You've been boasting in me about how God is working in your life. And I'll add this. You were praying this morning. However, you are not willing to follow through with the task that I've given you. Okay. I think I've heard God. Two. She said, I immediately pulled out of my driveway and began to pray. Now, she's going to put a little condition on this. Watch this. I begin to pray. Lord, if it's your will, please have the man near the street so I can get his attention. So as she's driving down, she's probably praying this. God, help the lawnmower to be in the back of the house. There's nobody there that I can see. And I'm driving right back home again. Well, as she goes out, she says this. She said, uh, as I turn the corner... He was at the street. So I honked my horn, jumped out of the car. I ran over to him and asked him if he had any children. He said yes. Then I asked him, do you have any girls? He said yes. A two-year-old. Now, normally you think, hallelujah, I've heard God. But she's like all of us. She said, my heart sank. I had just bought a lot of two-year-old girl clothes, brand new, on sale. I didn't know the man or the children, but God did, and he wanted me to bless them. So God not only spoke to me twice, but gave me the strength to obey as I handed him the bags of clothes for the two-year-old. Now, let me ask you a question. Was that really God? You you mean God would do that kind of a thing? Take something we just bought and give it to a stranger on the street? What kind of a God is that? Well, he's a generous God. And he wants to see if we're holding tightly to the stuff from Target. (laughs) Or your boat or your computer, whatever you want to say. See, if I know the character of God, who's a giving God, I know this principle. Listen, it's better to give than receive. Do you think God will find a way to bless her for obedience? Even with the attitude like, may he be done with the lawns and never be there again, Jesus. (laughs) 
No, he's going to bless her. Because in the end, she did what? She listened and she what? She obeyed. Now, I'm going to ask Matt to come. He's a senior high pastor. They were just down in, on a mission trip. I want you to hear in just a couple minutes an amazing testimony about how God speaks to circumstances in all our lives. Take a listen. Hey, guys. How you doing? We had a great opportunity to go to Lima, Peru this year. From start to finish, we really were trying to hear the Lord about where to go on our missions trip. And we didn't want to go back to Peru simply at a default because we always go there. We wanted to really know that this is what the Lord wanted. So this trip was bathed in prayer. And as we got there, we had our whole itinerary. We had Lima and then Arequipa and then, and then Cusco. And we were going to go to these places, Arequipa and Cusco. We had never been there before. And sure enough, man, everywhere we went, God was just blessing and he was speaking to our team. And we were learning and growing and and listening. And as we get to Arequipa, God began to open up doors and we're going through them. And and people's lives are being changed. Our lives are being changed. And uh, uh, we were nearing the end of our little trip there in, in Arequipa. We had gone to all the places that God had told us to go and the last leg of our trip was Cusco. And we were getting ready to go, basically. We were, uh, it was our last day in Arequipa, and half the team's off at one location, the other half's at another location, and, uh, and we're at a little school. And the principal of the school comes up to me, and he says, uh, so where are you guys headed next? I said, well, we're going to, uh, we're going to Cusco. He said, well, how are you getting there? I said, well, by, by bus, the Cruz del Sur bus thing. And he goes, uh, no, you're not. I said, well, no, no, we are. We're, we're going. You know, he goes, no. He goes, you have to drive through Puno. And I'm like, oh, okay, Puno. I, I don't know what Puno is, but it's a town. And, and he said, there's a major strike going on over there. And, and uh, there's, poss- there's no possible way you can, you can get there. And we have a team of 36 people. And most of them are students learning to trust and obey and, and listen to God. So my initial thought was, okay, this is just, you know, this is from the enemy maybe or something's going on here. We're just, you know, all right, Lord, we're just going to trust you and see what happens. Well, then I get a call from uh, Rick Howman, who's our, our, our missionary over there. And, and, uh, and he says, hey, Matt, I don't know if we can go to uh, Cusco. Uh, there's this town. And I was like, let me guess, Puno. He's like, yeah. And it seemed as though God was closing the doors to go to Cusco. We really didn't know what to do. We had already paid for all of our bus fare, and we we had paid for lodging, and we had food already kind of prepared for us over there and the whole bit. So we just began to pray and seek God and just say, Lord, you know, what what would you have us do? This is not our trip. This is your trip. You know, we're your people. And sure enough, God put a deep impression in our heart that we were not supposed to go to Cusco. So we went to the bus station and in Peru. They don't really like to give you back your money, but God was gracious and we got our money back and we got all these different things back. And, but we were there in Arequipa, not really sure what to do. We felt like we were hearing from God, but we didn't know where to go next. We had done all the things that we were there to do. So we thought within hours, the missionary that's on the ground over there came to us and said, Hey guys, God's opened up some doors. God opened up doors for us the very next day to be in a large university that that door previously was not open. He also opened up doors for us to be at a school called IPNA, which is an English-speaking school. These are students that want to hear you speak and talk and want to know where you're from because they want to learn English. And so God begins to open up all these doors that were previously not open. And those days coming, after all those other doors were closed, hundreds of people came to Jesus Christ. Because God was leading us. 
radical things took place, not only for the people there in Peru, but in the hearts and the lives of us on this team who saw the physical move of God in this situation. And it was just a great encouragement and something that these students uh, and myself will, uh, will take with us. So thank you so much. Now, why is that crucial, what you just heard? Because the next generation that's going to lead this church are those teenagers. They need to be able to know that, come on, God, our shepherd, speaks to teenagers. They got to hear and they got to see a door closed. But we told you a principle. When God closes one door, he opens another. We cannot lose this next generation of kids. See, some parents wouldn't even get what I just said. Because you've never trusted God yet like that. God uses six plus ways to speak to us. That brings great joy to my life to watch this next generation be able to learn to hear God speak. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, how, how do we really hear God speak? I'm going to give you this morning, just get ready to write, four ways that we hear God speak best. Four ways. Number one, we have to take time to be with God alone and quiet. Now, remember, no one hears from God perfectly. But the fact is, the more time we spend being quiet, the more we will recognize God speaking. You see, as we mature, it's easier to distinguish between God's voice and all the other voices that are shouting into our lives. I don't believe we have ever lived in a time that has more noise than our world today. There's so many things happening. If you ever take a teenager with you on vacation, maybe you're going on vacation for a week or two, and you get an hour down the road and your teenager says, Ah, I forgot my earplugs. The earplugs are their lifeline. There's always something popping in there. You go out home, what do we do? Television goes on. Radio goes on. iPod goes on. Your iPad. You're listening to music. Get in the car. I'm quiet. We never even know what our car sounds like because we got a million sounds coming. In the morning, what you need to do, notice the scripture, be still and know that I'm God. Someone has said this, I never learned anything while I was speaking. You'll get it, just think about it for a moment. I never learned anything while I was speaking. Yeah, that means I need to listen to God. And if I'm going to listen to God, I have to be quiet. Why do we ask you here? Take your cell phones off. Quit texting. Don't get up and walk down the aisles. Why do we have kids in their own area of ministry? So during this hour, you can what? Be quiet and what? Hear God speak. I have to do that at home. You have to do that at home. If I'm going to listen to God speak, I have to get used to him speaking. And that means me disciplining myself to take time to hear him. Number two. Ask God to speak and expect him to speak. One of the scriptures in the Bible says this. We have not because we ask not. 
Now, I know you've done this because I've done it. I've gone through a situation and I can't seem to get a clear understanding of what I'm sure be doing. I'm just moving ahead. And all of a sudden, you know, God says to me, uh, you haven't asked me about this at all. And I go, uh, you're 100% right. I'm the pastor of this church and I haven't asked you. Notice what James says. If you need wisdom, what's the next word? Say it with me. Ask our generous God, our generous shepherd. And by the way, he will give it to you. So I just don't go and ask, well, I'm going to ask God. The scripture says I got to ask. Pastor says I got to ask. I'm going to ask. I don't expect you to answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. No, no, no. Ask. He will give it to you. Understand. If you think God doesn't want to answer you, like he's up there going, watch how miserable I'm going to make it for him now, baby. I'm going to say nothing. But then you have the wrong concept of God. As a parent, when you love your kids and they ask you something, would you say, watch this. I'm going to tell them the wrong thing. See what happens to them. Well, no, you wouldn't do it. You love your kids. Well, I'm not going to say anything. No, you want to give them wisdom. If you know God, you'll understand he's a generous God. And he is out there to help us do life. So we have to ask and we have to expect. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Expect God to speak into your life. Matthew 11 says, he who has ears, listen. God will speak to us. Expect it. Now, a little homework for you. 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you do study 1 Samuel chapter 3 in the Old Testament, you'll hear this little key phrase. Speak, your servant is listening. Speak, your servant is listening. So when you study that, you'll understand that. That brings up point number three. It flows right from that. Point number three, you have to submit to God's will up front. If I'm going to learn to listen to God, I have to take time and be quiet. I have to ask God and then expect him to speak. But as I'm asking for wisdom and direction... I have to pray like Psalm 119, 145 says. I pray with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. Now, why do I say submit to God's will up front? Here's why. We must decide in our hearts that we will do whatever God says before we ask him to speak. You see, hearing will be much easier if God knows we're going to obey regardless. Submitting to God's will before hearing it shows that I trust the all-knowing God and that we believe his will is good for us. I can't go to God and say this, God, I'm at a fork in the road. I know this way is right. So I'm just praying for you. Just give me an okay, would you, God? Thanks so much. And God says, no right isn't right, go left. Well, I don't receive that. That isn't from you. If you're not going to accept what God says, God will not answer you. Why would he answer you? He already knows you're not going to do it. Well, God, if it's, if it's kind of what I want to do, I'll obey you. 
Now, none of us would really say that out loud. But notice this whole scripture was about our heart. He knows our heart. So if I'm saying to God, God, I need a decision here, and you better answer like this right here, it ain't happening. You're not going to hear him. And don't blame God. It's because you wouldn't submit to his will. And the reason you don't submit to his will is you don't think his will is better for you than your will. That's a mistake about knowing your shepherd. Remember, he's all-knowing. I'm not. So get quiet. Ask and expect. And then up front, just say to God, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. Number four, obey completely with a positive attitude. There's an old song we used to sing in church. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Some of you know that. Jackie knows that. Lots of the rest of you know that. Trust and obey. There's no other way. Notice Psalm 119.32. I run in the path of your command. It's not like, God, don't tell me to do that. Okay, I'll do it. No, I run in the path of your commands because you've set my heart free. When I trust God, I'll obey God because I know it's good for me. It doesn't matter what's out there. I'll simply obey it. That has to be a mindset that you and I have. You see, there's nothing more important in life than hearing God, our shepherd, speak to us. There's nothing more exciting in life than following our shepherd with expectation. Now, remember... God is not a formula. You can't figure God out. His ways are not our ways. Finish this statement with me. Expect the... And when you hear some answers that God gives you, they're definitely unexpected. That's because he's God. And I want to give you this before we go to our last passage. Write this down this morning. One... Simple word from God can change our lives forever. One word from God can change our lives forever. I got a word from God 19 years ago, sitting in a pastor's conference. I was a pharmacist, as you know. Been praying about coming to Melbourne. Didn't have the date. Didn't know when we do. Been praying for five years. That's 19 years ago. And in one meeting, somebody spoke, and God just said to my heart, through the inner spirit, it's time to start the church. That was January 1992, the end of January. Two months later, we started Calvary Chapel of Melbourne. One word, change your life forever. I never thought I'd be a pastor. I never thought I'd give up my pharmacy degree. Ah, all the anguish to get that sucker. Five years of schooling, a year internship, and just gave it up. One word from God. By the way, if you got saved, one word from God changed your life forever. Don't doubt that one word can change your life. Because God knows what's before us and how he wants to use us. Today, we were given another example of how God can use circumstances to show us what he wants us to do. The youth leaders were sensitive to the Holy Spirit and were obedient to Him. This allowed them to be put in a position to share the gospel and many came to Christ. This is what Pastor Mark has been teaching about and God will be faithful to honor our obedience to Him. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll finish the How to Listen to God teaching series. Pastor Mark will tell us some important points, like how we don't have to understand God to obey Him. We'll be shown an example of where Peter trusted Jesus and obeyed and was blessed beyond his dreams. The only way to live and die successfully is to listen, obey, and follow God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.